leaders lead from a balanced place. They are clear and they are clean and they are right in the middle looking at everything as it really is. Welcome to the Transformative Parenting Podcast, mindset-based communication and leadership advice for highly capable, super smart parents. Because when you change the way you think about your kids, you actually change the way your kids think. I'm your host, Paula Kaywall. Let's dive in. Hello. And welcome to episode three of the podcast. This week, I decided to talk about something that has been um, on my mind lately. And you might recognize this in your own life as well. This episode is called Pressure, Body Language and Energy what my dog taught me about communicating with my kids. Okay. Yeah, I know my dog. Yes. And, and I will get to why this is relevant in just a moment. Um, so this is what the situation is. Have you ever been in a situation with your kids where you're disappointed with them on the inside but you believe you're hiding this really, really well and that you're offering an quote-unquote I believe in you front to your child with your words that you think is pretty convincing only to find out your child doesn't feel like you're supporting them at all? Have you ever been in a situation with your child where you are feeling and thinking something at odds with what you're saying? And your child chooses a different interpretation from your words. I think most of us have been here, not just with our children, but with other people in our lives as well. And the reason that this happens is that you're not congruent with your body and your mind um, and the thoughts. And it provides your child with more variance for how they receive your message. Um, now remember your message is able to be received through several fronts, body language and position, uh, face expressions, um, tone of voice, all of these things are very, very, very hard to control simultaneously when your mind is screaming at you, um, something different. So your child always has a choice of how they're going to interpret your message. And they do that through their own personal lens of their personality and their worldview. And that is going to happen even when you are completely congruent, but you make that choice really wide and much more varied when you're incongruent. And this opens the gap for uncertainty within your relationship between you and your child. And that uncertainty creates a wedge. It creates um, mistrust in in um, believing you and what you say in your leadership and your ability um, to be a rock of support for your child. 
And that is obviously what we do not want. We want to be really consistent. We want our children to feel safe. We want them to know we have got their backs, no matter what. The secret to that is communicating with congruence. And nothing has taught me more about my own energy and congruence than training my half German Shepherd, half Belgian Malinois. She is now 14 months old. We did not intend to get a dog when we adopted Yennefer. We had only intended to do a good deed. You see, Yen's mother, Elsa, she was taken from a kill shelter in Modesto, California by a local rescue group here in Washington. And she was very pregnant. She was starving. She had a mangled leg. And the shelter needed a foster home because they didn't have a large dog nursery available. I volunteered to take her in and take care of her while she had the puppies. And she had eight beautiful little monsters. And um, we cared for and loved them all. But one, Yen, had wriggled her way a little further into our hearts than the others. And um, I decided that I would really, really like to keep her. It took a lot of convincing to get my husband to agree to adopt her. He liked her. Um, he loved her. But he was concerned with the training, or, or should I say, lack thereof. We had never worked with a dog trainer before, and it showed in our previous dogs. And my husband was willing to invest the money if we could be certain to invest the time that she would be well-trained, being a big dog and the type of breed that she is, that was a necessary choice. So I can still remember how scary it was entering into that coaching contract um, in which I agreed to take full responsibility for doing the work to create a relationship with my dog. You see, I was being coached to communicate with my dog and build the relationship that would get her to see me as a leader she could respect. My dog's behavior was never going to be the potential problem. Dogs are very simple and they behave very predictably. It was my inability to communicate with her, get her to trust my lead and be a good leader that could be the potential problem. So the coaching was all to change me into someone my dog could understand. In order to do that, I needed to be able to see the world from the perspective of my dog. When Yen was born, she couldn't see, she couldn't hear. Her eyes were closed, shut, and so were her ears. The only senses open to her were her nose and her sense of touch and taste. Her mother could communicate with her through pressure, moving her around with her mouth or using her nose and tongue to roll her into a position or picking her up with her teeth. And this is a window into the order of importance of how dogs process the world around them. A dog's view of the world is all about energy, pressure, and body language, and they primarily process via means of nonverbal communication. Even once you teach them words, they will always take what you're telling them with your energy and your body language as being more true if the two are in conflict, and this is where I tell you the same thing happens with your kids. People 
are very good at noticing when not all of you is on the same page. Children are especially tuned into this um, as when they're less verbal, it is their main way of um, understanding what is going on. Why does this matter? It matters because you're placing them in a position to have to choose what you mean before they process anything else. And frankly, this makes you a poor leader. Poor leaders can't be trusted because they're not consistent and congruent in their messaging. They erode the sense of safety and assurance that good leadership provides, and they leave their pack without order or a sense of direction. And so the question becomes, do we want to put our kids in the position where they have to make a choice like that? And I think the answer is no, we don't. And so how do we notice or how do we be certain that we are on the same page, that we're congruent with our mind and our body and our our thoughts are going in the same direction as what we're saying. And I can kind of give you a story with the dog training that will help kind of illustrate what I do to um, get myself in the, in, in the right place. So I had to take Yen to her first group training. And there was a lot going on at the time. And I woke up the morning of uh, the training and I felt really, really anxious inside. There were a lot of things that were that were bothering me that I was thinking about uh, that had nothing to do with her or her training. But I knew that these things would undermine my presence with her and that I needed to address it. I didn't want to pass on that anxious energy to her. I knew she would pick it up and that she would absorb it and it would not set her up for um, success in in this new uh, instance of being in a group with a bunch of other dogs. You know, you're talking 15 other dogs um, and their owners, and it's a lot of stimulation, and it's a lot of excitement that can come there. And the last thing in the world you want is your dog in an excited state of mind. So I did a process that I call the brain dump and I got out some paper. In my case, I use a remarkable tablet. I love that thing because then I don't have paper everywhere. But I went ahead and just wrote down everything that was on my mind, everything that was bothering me, um, and just kind of got it all out, like diarrhea of the brain on onto the paper. And once I had had all that... I decided that I needed to uh, do some flushing. So I did the brain dump, and then I did some meditative breathing to clear all that energy out. And then I set some intentions for the kind of pack leader I wanted to be for my dog during this setting. And one of the uh, things that I, I did on the way over, which was very interesting, is that I caught myself in a mindset of wanting to do everything right. And I knew what that meant. And the best way to combat 
uh, wanting everything to go perfect, wanting everything to go right, for me personally, is to accept that it's going to be a shit show. So on the way over in the car, I just said this is going to be um, a big mess. It's going to be a hot mess, and she is going to make mistakes because this is her first time, and that's just where we start, and that's okay. Um, it turned out that she wasn't a hot mess. She did great. She did perfectly. I mean, way better than anybody could have expected for her first time. And she followed my lead, and we all did great. And that was because I had got myself straight on the inside. I was aligned on the inside with what I needed to be to lead her through this brand new, very stimulating situation. And she was able to pick up on that energy, that energy of acceptance, that energy of balance and not anxiety, not excitement, none of that, just complete balance and she could take my lead and go from there so this is what I wanted to give to you is the idea that when you're going to talk to your child about something that distresses you something that is difficult for you something that triggers you like their homework not getting done or turned in on time, a bad grade, they didn't clean their room, or they're not doing chores that you want them to do, or perhaps they just have a bad attitude about something and it's bugging you. I I think that it's okay to be annoyed. It's okay to have those feelings. And if you try and cover them up or mask them over and you haven't truly cleared them out, your child is going to know. They're going to know that you are really annoyed. They're going to know that you are frustrated. They're going to know that you're angry. And you need to know, as a leader, whether or not this conversation is about your feelings and how you feel about all of this, or whether or not it's about leading them to where you want them to go, in which case your feelings do not have a place in this process. When we're anxious or fearful, we can't lead from those places either. Anger, terrible place to lead from. Frustration, terrible place to lead from. Fear, terrible place to lead from. Anxiety, terrible place to lead from. Leaders lead from a balanced place. They are clear and they are clean and they are right in the middle looking at everything as it really is. They are not excited and their action is not based from emotion as much as what just needs to be done. So when we're talking about leadership, looking at dogs and pack leadership and energy and pressure and body language, it can teach us a lot about ourselves. And it can help us get clear about where we are 
internally and whether or not we are in a place to step up and lead our child through something, which is what we try to do every time we confront them on something that is not going well or not going as planned or in general is off course. This is what I wanted to talk about is, is leadership. In our next episode, we'll talk about what it means to be disciplined. And discipline is a kind of rough topic for people because they have a very, very wrong idea about what it means. And so that is where we will go in episode four. So as we get ready for all of this, I just want you guys to think about how you lead. What's your internal state when you're leading? When something needs to be corrected, when the course of things needs a nudging in one direction or another, where are you on the inside when you go to do that directing? Are you anxious? Are you fearful? Are you angry? Are you frustrated? Do you need to do a brain dump? Do you need to get clear? Who do you want to be in this situation? Do you want to be someone who's balanced and in control of themselves? And someone who is not taking anything personally and is just looking at what needs to happen? I think that's where most of us want to be. We just don't take the time to set ourselves up for being that way. And that's what this episode is all about. Well, that's all we have for this time. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Transformative Parenting Podcast. If you'd like to go deeper than you've ever gone to become the leader your child needs, head on over to www.makeyourparentingeffective.com to learn how.